How would you like to speak to thousands of people in your pajamas without leaving your bedroom? Here's the thing. You need to be getting on podcasts yesterday. Why? Because podcasters are hot. Over 73 million Americans listen to podcasts and that number is growing every month. That's insane. Here's the problem. There are currently over half a million podcasts and finding the right ones is like finding a needle in a haystack. Podcast booking agencies charge thousands of dollars to book you on shows and they usually just spam podcasters like me. Hosts like myself get pitched all the time and we don't have time to research every potential guest. In fact, I turned down 95% of pitches. And this is why I created Podbooker. Podbooker.com is the first platform where guests can easily pitch hosts and hosts can find great guests. It's like a podcast dating site. Use our simple search algorithm to find the perfect hosts in seconds, increase your acceptance rates with our bio templates, video pitches and powerful profile pages, easily communicate and follow up with hosts with a few clicks, keep a record of all the podcasts you've been featured on, learn how to become a rock star guest with our academy tutorials featuring award winning podcast hosts and much much more. So what are you waiting for? Head over to podbooker.com. Warning, this is not your average podcast. We don't do I'm average around here. Boring doesn't exist. And we don't have patience for small-minded, petty excuses. Maybe I'm just not good enough. We're all about getting real, staying motivated, and taking imperfect action. This is The Daniel Geffen Show. And now, introducing your charmingly unfiltered, overly obsessive, yet refreshingly insightful host, Daniel Geffen. Hey everyone, it's Daniel Geffen. Yesterday I was playing football, um, soccer, for those of you that are American. Um, And, you know, it was one of those intense games. It was a -a five-a-side game. I play once a week. And I'm very, very competitive. By nature, I'm like very, very highly competitive. Like I have to win, have to win. You know, some people they play because they want to, you know, they just want to enjoy the game. They want to have a good game. They want to, you know, they want exercise. I also want exercise. Exercise is great, you know. And having a good game is great too. But winning is so important to me. It's just like got to win, got to win. And and I can't stand people who are like, well, it's just a game. It's just no, no, no. It's not just a game. Like if it was just a game, then just we'll kick the ball around. Like why do we need goals? Like just it's just a game. We'll just kick the ball around. No, the reason why there's goals is because we're supposed to score goals. And the reason why there's a score sheet is because it's competitive, right? It's a competition. The winner is the one with the most goals, right? Baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever sport it is, the whole excitement of it is that there's a winner, right? Someone's got to win. The Olympics, right? Someone's got to win. And I've got that very competitive edge to me. And, you know, sometimes I can get a little bit carried away. And if I see players on my team that are not, you know, dedicating themselves fully if they're not committing themselves to the game if they're not you know really going for it then I get really upset and I start like shouting and saying what are you doing why did you let that go why didn't you chase the ball why did you you know why weren't you on him why didn't you defend that what and I and I get very like hey you know bring it up here go go." and I and I end up being the most vocal person on the pitch and you know yesterday someone came up to me at half time 
and he said, and this is actually someone on the other side of the, you know the other team, and he said, you know, Daniel, you know, you're you're ruining the game, you're screaming at everybody, right, and you're making everybody nervous on your team. The reason why you're losing is because you're making them nervous. They're getting anxious and and they're getting upset, and it's just negative. You're being negative. Stop it. And at first, I was like, "Who the hell are you? Like, why are you tell? You're not even on my team. Like, why are you telling me?" But then I said, "You know what? Maybe he's right. Like, I'm being a bit too crazy here." But this is where I'm torn, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna open up and kind of really, I'm thinking this through as I'm recording this. About a couple of weeks ago, I started. Uh, I joined a, a new game, a new uh, football soccer game, right? And, you know, a guy came up to me after the game and he said, you know, Daniel, thank you so much for joining the game because before you came, you know, nobody really cared to win. You know, people just played for the, for the fun of it. Nobody really cared. And you came along and you brought so much passion to the game. You wanted it so badly and your team was losing. And because you were so passionate and driven to win, your team like woke up and they just put in 110% effort and you guys won. And you know what? That's a great game. Like you, you made that game. And of course, my, my ego was inflated and everything. But I thought to myself, you know, what's the point of playing if you're not going to play to win? And the fact that I brought that energy to the game was a good thing, right? Well, so the question is, you've got two opinions here. One guy is telling me, wow, Daniel, thank you so much for bringing so much drive and passion to the game. You've woken it up. It's like now it's become a real competitive you know, game. Now it's more enjoyable because there's this, you know, we've got to win, right? And then I've got this other guy telling me, you know, Daniel, you're being really annoying. You're yelling at people and you're making people upset and people feel anxious and it's not fun anymore. So now I'm confused because what's the right thing? You know, do I just shut up and just whatever happens, happens and we lose that excitement and edge and drive and passion. And I just kind of just play whatever and whatever happens, happens. And if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. But whatever, we're just playing a game. Or do I say, screw you, and I just go and continue showing my passion? Here's the thing. I, I do apologize to people after the game if I offended them. You know, I say, look, if I offended you, I'm sorry. It's in the game. It's within the game. I get very excited. I get passionate. I get frustrated, right? Because I have feelings for, for, for the game because I want to win, right? When you don't care, when a person doesn't care, then there's no emotions, right? There's no... There's just nothing there. And when you care about something so much, that's when you get really emotional, right? If you, if you look at the people that you're closest to, those are the people that you get really emotionally charged by because you care about them, right? There's nobody in the world that I get more emotional with than my wife and my kids, right? I get more angry at my wife and my kids because I'm closest to them. I care about the relationship. I get more upset with my wife and my kids than anyone else because I care about them, right? So those emotions that come out are because of 
cares because I actually care about it. You know, some guy on the street that upsets me, I don't really care. I could just move on and it's like, whatever, this guy's a loser, you know, whatever. Or he just had a bad day, who cares, right? But when it's someone that I care about, that I get emotional. So in the game, I get really into the game. I care about the game. I care about winning for my team. I want my team to win. I want to win. And so I can get very emotional and that's just how it is. And the truth is I don't know what the right thing is because to some people, your passion and your energy and your drive will rub them up the wrong way. I've had it so many times where, you know, I've been competitive in business uh, or I've been competitive in, 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 in other areas and they get really upset. Board games. When I used to play Risk, and I don't know how many of you listening to this have played Risk, but anyone who plays Risk with me ends up hating me. Why? Because I always manipulate the board. I manipulate people. And what I do is I get people to basically do treaties with me. And then once I don't need them anymore, I'll just screw them over. Now, that might sound completely and utterly sadistic and conniving and evil, but for me, it's just part of the game. Like, that's the part. In other words, what's the goal of the game of risk? Is the goal of the game of risk to get along with everybody? No. The goal of the risk of game is world domination. Read the rules. Read the goal. Who wins? The person who rules the world. When you conquer the world, you win. World domination is the goal. And so it's not about, you know, making friends and making, you know, great relationships. Yes, you've got to do that on the way to rule the world. But if I want to win the game, I'm going to have to screw you over. That's part of winning. Now, okay, conceptually, you might say in the grand scheme of things, the way that the world works, it's better to get along with everyone. But I agree. I agree. But in specific situations, like, for example, chess, you're not playing chess, you know, to become friends with your opponent. You're playing chess to beat them, to put them in checkmate. You manipulate things. You give away pieces because you want to manipulate them. You want to you wanna distract them. And, and then you go and basically checkmate their king. I mean, this, every single, if you think about every game you play, the goal ultimately is to win it, right? So people get really upset with me because I'm good at manipulating and I'm really competitive. And so I will, you know, in a way, and I say this in a nice way, but I use, I'll use people in the context of a game in order for me to win. Now, I actually think in business, which is why I think that, you know, board games and, and, and these types of games are, are not a good way necessarily, or not the best way of teaching children how to uh, grow and build relationships in the real world because if you think about it if you treated people the way you would treat your opponents in a board game you'd have no friends you'd have no business partners you'd have you know nobody would want to do business with you and there are by the way there are people businessmen businesswomen who are ruthless you know they are ruthless and they will throw you under the, and they have a reputation for throwing you under the bus the minute that you don't need them but I'm looking at it from purely from the perspective of, okay, within the context of a game and the game being the goal is to win, you know, should you be more polite or should you be more sensitive to the opponent or to the players 
for the sake of peace? Or should your goal be, I need to win? In war, you're not there to be nice to the opponent. You're not there to make sure that, you know, to be sensitive to the other person. You're there because you're at war. Like, you need to win. If you don't win, you lose. You die. If you don't kill, and, and I know this is an extreme uh, example, but in war, if you don't kill the enemy, if, you have, if you're sensitive, you die. You die. And by the way, I'll give you another example, which again is extreme, but it kind of builds a point, which is if you're a heart surgeon and you have mercy on the patient and you are sensitive and you don't want to cut open this person's chest because you've, you just have too much pity, the patient dies. If you don't do heart surgery on this person right now, they will die. And so you need to be ruthless in that moment. A heart surgeon needs to be absolutely ruthless. He has to be completely unmerciless. Go in and cut the person open without any feelings whatsoever. Imagine a little boy that needs heart surgery, emergency surgery, and the surgeon looks at this little cute boy and says, oh, I can't do it. It's the worst thing. Get out of there. Don't be a heart surgeon. If you can't become, if you cannot be merciless, and ruthless and emotionless in that moment, you cannot be a surgeon. You can't. If you are not merciless and ruthless in war, you cannot be a soldier. You can't go into the army and list yourself if you get merciful, if you feel like, you know, oh, I pity the other person. I can't shoot them. They're a human being. How can I shoot that person? Well, if you don't, you get shot and you die. And I know those are extreme examples, but if you bring it down to a game, if I take pity in the other person, if I get too sensitive, right, and I get too, if I have too much empathy, then I lose. My team loses. See, I take it upon myself to lead the team to win. Why? Because most of the other players are not taking that position. It takes a person who can be ruthless in certain situations to be able to be a leader in order to be a leader you've got to make decisions that are going to harm people what do i mean by that i don't mean harm in like physically necessarily physically harm but as a leader you're always going to have to disappoint certain people right the president of the united states passes a bill the bill is uh the right to bear arms as an example i don't want to get political but the point of the matter is, is you're always going to upset a group of people. There are a group of people that don't want guns on the streets. They don't want guns to be accessible, right? But a leader has to make a decision, right? One or the other, you're going to, one way or another, you're going to upset a lot of people. There are people on the football field that I am going to upset. If I don't take charge and I don't lead the team to win then people on my team will be upset because they lost. If I take charge and I lead the team and we win, but on the way I shouted at people and I you know, put pressure on people, they're going to be upset. So in a sense, as a leader, I feel like almost you have to accept the fact that you're just not going to please everybody. You cannot please everybody. It just doesn't work. 
Anyway, I don't know if there's a concrete conclusion. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Let me know by sending an email to daniel at danielgeffen.com. And I'd actually like to read some of your thoughts on this matter in the next podcast. If I get enough emails, I'd like to you know, bring it up because it's interesting. It's an important, I think it's an important topic. And I'm sure a lot of you have, you know, similar situations where you're not sure what to do. You know, do I, do I go for the goal? Do I go for my mission or, you know, and inevitably step on people's toes on the way up? Because it's just how it works, just like with war and just like with, you know, a surgeon. Or do I just take the back seat and just, I don't step on anybody's toes and I just, Nobody gets upset with me. What do you think? Have an incredible day and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye for now. You just heard another imperfectly perfect, powerful piece of positivity, practical perceptions from your daringly dashing host, Daniel Geffen. Don't foolishly miss out on other epic episodes. Uh Uh-oh. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Go on, give it a smash, then get on with your day. And don't forget to make it epic.